And now, the news. The Aces host game two of the first round on Saturday. They won game one over Phoenix, a big fourth quarter to pull away and win that one. If they win game two, they will be into the semifinals against the winner of Seattle and Washington. Uh, Seattle won game game one of that series by three. Uh, A loss, though, means the Aces would have to go to Phoenix to play a deciding game three on the road. I can't imagine them losing this game. Um, Asia Wilson was two for 11 in game one, and they still won that game. It was close up until the fourth quarter, but still won it relatively comfortably. Going away. And Phoenix, they don't have anybody. Diana Taurasi's yeah, out. They're all out. Skylar Diggins-Smith is out. Like, Diamond DeShields is their best player. Right. And, like, they just... There's no reason the Aces should lose a game in this series. There's no reason the Aces should even... Honestly, that it should even be close. Do you uh, remember tomorrow. it got carried off the other night? Um, Shea Petty. Yeah, okay. they lost okay. another player. So I, I haven't seen an update. I don't know if she's no, fine or done off, or whatever. But, it's not good. Right. So, they... It's a completely depleted... Like, Phoenix Mercury came into this year thinking they were going to have Skylar Diggins-Smith, Diana Taurasi, Brittany Griner, Tina Charles. None of those four players are playing for the or for the Mercury right now. Obviously, Griner, Tina Charles, like, quit on them halfway through the season, joined the new team. Diana Taurasi's hurt, and Skylar Diggins-Smith has been out for personal reasons for, like, a month, two months, or something like that. So, zero reason that this game should honestly even be close. Danny should cover. Danny should cover his 15 and a half. Let's go. <laughs> Man, you know, that's a great question. Lights FC hosts Sacramento Republic on Saturday. 7.30 start. Uh, This is a big game playoff-wise because Sacramento is in fourth. The lights are currently tied for sixth. If the lights win, they would pull within three points of Sacramento. There are nine games left in the year, so we're getting down to the end here, and lights are still in a playoff spot. How many games have you been to? Uh, they have only had like one home game in the last like month, but I've probably okay. been, to, I think I've been to two or three the okay. entire, cause they, they basically were front and back loaded with home games this year, middle of the season. They're on the road. It's the 175 degrees here. Right. They, they get the USL to not give them too many home games. So okay. I haven't, I haven't been in a while, but they haven't, they, they're home tomorrow finally. But yeah, so they've got a legitimate, I mean, they probably should make the postseason at this point. They're four points ahead of the ninth place team, the team that would be out of the postseason right now. So they could still blow it. It wouldn't take a massive collapse for them to fall out, but they should be in. Last brick in the playoffs. Oh, they are. Go. They are the like definition him. of like average. Nine wins, nine losses, seven draws. All right. Like, got to get in, Tyler. Right, that's, that's all, all I about want. it is. One playoff about, game. Just get in. One this, playoff game. For this organization. They've never done that. Never had a playoff game. Give me one before they fold because Major League Soccer is coming. I'm out. UNLV plays the University of Fraser Valley tonight, 7 o'clock. You can hear it right here on ESPN Las Vegas. They need a win to salvage the Canada trip, right? You can't go one and two in Canada. Okay, let me ask some. Have you watched both games? Yes. Okay. So give me your take on let's overreact here. Are they worse defensively than we thought? And then the other part is we didn't really know who was going to score and they're missing, you know, one, if not two of their best players. So you just, that's kind of maybe unfair. Uh, I don't know how good Calgary is, but they scored over hundred on them. So I'm not going to say Calgary is very good. Uh, so overreact. Are they as good as you thought or do they need a lot of work? So I'm going to give you a very specific breakdown offensively in Bischoff's briefs today. 
Um, okay, defensively, well I didn't know that, so we'll wait but for that. I can, I'll give you this. Defensively, I, they're not as good as they should be. Uh, granted, they've had 10 days of practice, but they they aren't staying in front of these guys from Canada. Like they're they're the getting small guy had over thirty and he got off the he got to the rim anytime he wanted. Yeah, they're getting beat off the dribble by random Canadian guards, right? Um, so that I think is a concern. Again, it's August, middle of August. They don't play an actual game for a couple of months, but they haven't been as good defensively as you would expect. And then offensively, I think the big surprise, the pleasant surprise, is Jackie Johnson. He's led them in scoring in both games. He has been in both games the most consistent guy at dribble penetration, getting into the paint. And he, I think the first game, he didn't have a great field goal percentage, but getting into the paint, that's been one of the big questions is without Bryce Hamilton, without Donovan Williams, who's driving, who's able to break down a defense? I think Jackie Johnson's going to be able to do that this season. You're hoping Elijah Harkless, when he's healthy, when he's is, healthy. is also able to do that. But I think there's, I think Jackie, from my biggest takeaway on like the positive end is that Jackie Johnson's going to be a significant player for this team. Maybe he's not good enough defensively to like play 35 minutes a game for Kevin Kruger, but I think he's going to be one of the important players because he's going to be one of the main guys that can break down a defense and they're going to need that this season. So they need to win to salvage. If they come back one and two, oh, burn it down. Burn it down. It's all over. I don't know how good the Picking University of... Picking six in the conference. Yeah, oh, sixth. If they come back <laughs> one and two, it's like they're above San Jose State, and that's it. That's crafty wording right there. I give you credit. <laughs> all right, this is a story from the Omaha World-Herald. Scott Frost says his offensive linemen are throwing up 15 to 20 times per day at practice. He said it's not because they're not in shape. He's just working them hard. What? 15 to 20 times? I don't think this is a good thing for people's it can't bodies. Be. Because okay, how many offensive linemen do you think Nebraska has at practice? With walk-ons and everything, 20, 25? I don't know, at 25. Close to but, but it's close to 20, Probably. right? So what you're what he's basically telling us is that every day 75 to 90% of his offensive linemen are, are throwing, throwing up. up. Every day. There's no way that's no. good. There's there's no, no chance that's it's not a good, good for thing. the players doing it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and by the way, we're like we're what? Less than a week or less than two weeks away from UNLV football playing in their game, right? A week from tomorrow. They've got to be out of shape. If you're throwing up now and you're, you're playing right. a football you're game right. in like ten to fourteen days, that's gotta be a sign that you're not in shape, right? Or yeah. that your coach is insane. Or that the guy's completely out of his mind, right. he's pushing him way too hard in what would be Probably pretty brutal weather conditions back there with humidity. Yeah. I just, I saw that tweet yesterday and I was like, no, that's not real. 15 to 20 per day? If you told me like, hey, we've been in camp for three weeks and we've had a total of 15 to 20 guys, I'd be like, that's a lot. That's still that's still too much though. Right. I'd be like, that's a lot, but okay. It's like one guy a day, but 15 to 20 per day from one position group? No. Who's this coach? I have no idea. Offensive line coach? Completely I don't know mind. who he is. I don't know. But Scott Frost, my God, dude. How's yeah, he, why he, don't you hold on? Or why don't Scott Frost kind of change this? Is he going to? Is he gonna? Well, he thinks it's a good thing. It's He's Donovan telling about it. Donovan Rayola. That's the new position coach for the offensive lineman. Old Donovan pushing him too hard. Scott Frost is telling the media about this like it's a good thing. So he doesn't think it's a problem. He's like, oh, hell yeah. Make them throw up. That's the real sign of a good football. That's why they win. That's how he's going to save his job. That's why they won three games last yeah. year, because they weren't throwing up enough. What do you think? 
All right, this happened earlier in the week, but Ed's been gone. LeBron James signed a contract extension with the Lakers uh, for the next two years, $97.1 million, and he has a player option for the third year. That lines up with the year that Bronny, his son, would be eligible for the NBA draft. So that player option would be for the same season after Bronny could be drafted. Uh, That just adds even more to the legitimacy that LeBron James is going to go play wherever his son gets drafted. Seems if the like sun it. comes out, did you see the odds the other day? Danny's probably bet on it. Um, <laughs> the odds where Bronny's getting end up in school? No. What was number one? UCLA? No, Oregon. Oregon? Okay. All right. I would. North Carolina is second. I'm trying to think. Kansas was in there. But Oregon was number one. Big time Nike school. Okay. All right. I guess is LeBron going to go play for the Trailblazers <laughs> for a year so he can be close? <laughs> so he can be close to Bronny yeah. at Oregon? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, great question. Yeah, again, great question. The Panthers are expected to name Baker Mayfield their starting quarterback. My only question is what took Who them else so was long? it going to be? Sam Darnold. No, not Sam. Darnold. Obviously. There was they traded for him and it, it was like be, ah, it couldn't have been Sam Darnold over this We guy. got a quarterback competition going on, guys. You got to earn this job. Right. You got to win this job. He's apparently going to be named the starter, which is got to be the most obvious news. That could have come out of Carolina. Like, you're not trading for Baker Mayfield to not. No, not play him. Yeah, especially especially when the other option is Sam Darnold. Darnold. Like, if you told me they were like, oh, we want to see what we have in Matt Corral. Well, that's what I meant. I mean, Sam Darnold, I mean, who, who else was it going to be? Right. If that was the next option. Then... But, if, but if you wanted to see what you had in Matt Corral, you never trade for no, Baker Mayfield make, in the first just, place. You just go with the lumps and you, take, you play the rookie. Right. So it's going to be Baker Mayfield. He's going to try to save Matt Rule's job, and I doubt it goes very well for the Panthers. Happy to move on to the, to the next question here, Aaron. Manchester United is interested in taking Christian Pulisic on loan from Chelsea. Pulisic wants to play more. Chelsea's manager, Thomas Tuchel, pretty much only uses him off the bench. Uh, he Why is that, by he, the way? He doesn't like him. Just doesn't like him as a player? I don't know. Not as much as he should like him. Go America. Um, they, I mean, it's Chelsea's got good players. It's not. It's not like he's being benched for somebody that sucks. He's right. being benched for other good players that Chelsea has. So it's just a matter of the manager preferring guys that. Are, I mean, they're all about the same level of goodness quality. Uh, it's just him picking other guys over Christian Pulisic on a fairly regular basis. Is what it comes down to. Arch rival should make a trade. Ronaldo for Pulisic. I don't think anybody wants Ronaldo. Yeah, I know, but. Got to get him out of Man U, right? <laughs> I mean, he wants out. Man U doesn't want to let him go. They officially said, I think it was yesterday, that they, they're willing to part with him because, I mean, he's being Is that ridiculous. a bet you made? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. He's being not ridiculous. Cause he not was, that you wouldn't. He was just warned, I think, at practice or a game the other day, he smacked a phone out of a fan's hand. Again? That happened during the, the yeah. season. Last year, he was leaving a game and smacked some kid, a fan. Some kid was trying to pitch, uh, take a picture. Yeah. I saw a headline a couple of days ago that he about that. So he unless another kid, unless they're bringing it back up, I'm not. I don't know if it was a kid. It was a fan. Well, Whatever. The one he did last year was a kid. Yeah, a kid and that, was. It made a big deal out of it because it was a kid, and the kid was yeah. wanting a picture. Yeah, and he slapped was like filming a video of Ronaldo yeah. leaving. I think a game. Yes, and slapped it out of the kid's hand. Well, I saw a headline a couple days ago. I'll see if I can find it again. So don't take your phones around Ronaldo. 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 Okay. Yeah. Next question. Also in the world of soccer, someone stole Robert Lewandowski's $70,000 watch. Uh, he 
stopped to sign autographs for Barcelona fans like outside of practice. Someone apparently opened up his car door while he was doing that, stole his watch, and ran off. Lewandowski apparently tried to chase him for a little bit. (laughs) Eventually, police found the guy that stole the watch, recovered the watch. But here's my question. What are people doing with $70,000 watches? I mean, these guys, they just, how much money do you think he makes a year? I mean, plenty to afford a $70,000 watch. But like, I can't imagine wearing a watch. Can you imagine wearing the chains that uh, Zion Williamson, we've seen him wearing? Yeah, I can imagine wearing a Really? Necklace. Yeah. You'd wear one. Would I wear one? Probably not. But before I would wear that before I'd wear a watch. I could understand maybe I, if you had like a smart watch that allows you to text or monitors your heart rate, all that stuff. But just a, hey, this is an expensive like a Rolex piece 70, of jewelry right. at the end of the day. Who's wearing a watch? What are the percentage of watches that have not been sold since we have smartphones now and just look at our phone i imagine I mean, it's, it's oh gosh danny's, danny's, wearing, wearing danny's wearing a watch why do you wear a watch uh it's also a smartwatch. It's linked to my phone okay that's the only reason to wear a watch nowadays but i, I would, i've, I I've think been wearing it on it's really difficult though well i can i can like manually text i can draw a text and i can also speech text yeah. but i have this weird thing that i have to have something on my wrist so I've I've worn watches for like the what? last that fifteen years. That is very weird. Yeah, I always like I don't like I always have to wrist. have something on both of my wrists. What do you got on the other one? Just a bracelet. Man, this guy's weird. This Who is found very him? the more we learn about this kid. <laughs> We're gonna start placing bets on how many bracelets Danny wears in the day. Oh uh, great. Trust me, you guys will find out new information every episode. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we'll jump into some major league baseball time you add it all up it's not much you know just came from Kansas City seeing all those young kids that's this is different though doesn't it seem different did they have a lot of prospects they're playing over there this and serious prospects yes the guys who are going to be in the big leagues this is a hodgepodge of nothingness they have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball last year they were actually 30th it's ridiculous really is pathetic Former Sox GM Ben Charrington is the Pirates general manager and he has gone about rebuilding their farm system. Yeah, tell me they have a great farm system. Tell me they do. That's what they're doing, I assume. Trying. All of the sun, none of the fun on the Press Box Summer Edition. Whose announcers was that just ripping the Pirates? That was the Pirates announcer Dennis Eckersley. Wait, ripping the Pirates? Yeah. Eckersley calls Pirates games? Oh, maybe not. The, but that was Dennis Eckersley ripping the pirate. So uh, here are the Pirates' um, top players by plate appearances this year: Cabrian Hayes, Brian Reynolds, who are their two most well-known players; Michael Chavis, Ben Gamel, Diego Castillo, Jack Sawinski, Kevin Newman are like their top eight guys. Maybe you've heard one of them. <laughs> you? Uh no, I thought Diego yeah. Castillo was a pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> so Eckersley calls Pittsburgh games. I th- I literally thought at once he said Dennis Eckersley. I thought he was talking about the A's. He doesn't do A's games. Danny is feverishly looking this up. Yes, I am. I am trying to look it up. I uh, I know he, he works for NESN. He calls Red Sox games. Okay. Yeah. So then it was Red Sox Pirates. Just ripping the Pirates. That's good. I enjoy that very much. Um, 
By the way, okay, let, give me give me one second here to yell about Dusty Baker. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, I have complained on this show multiple times about Dusty Baker not playing the right people. And, well, he must have played him last night. And his ridiculous, uh, hey, we got to stop guys from going first to third, and that's why I play a certain center fielder. Absolutely absurd. Yesterday was the first time since the trade deadline that Dusty Baker played his best offensive lineup possible. He scored 21. Yesterday was the, that the lineup they played yesterday is the one that I have been wanting them to use. And the majority of Astro fans on Twitter that yell about the lineup have been wanting them to use. And they set their season high and run scored and tied the franchise record for hits. Yeah. Yesterday. 21. And, beat the White Sox. And Dusty Baker will probably not use that lineup again <laughs> the rest of the season. <laughs> what if today he goes back to the old one? Oh, he will. I mean, he the Astros change their lineup every day. And they, I don't have a big problem with it because he's giving a lot of guys days off because they've got an 11-and-a-half game lead right. in the division or whatever. Hell, they've got a three-and-a-half game lead over the Yankees for best record in the AL. And they do kind of have a competition for center fielder and catcher, right, going into the postseason. Who's going to be the starter there? I know who I would like it to be, but I'm mm. fine with him using the different guys over the course of the season because they're not really in that big of a race. But... My big concern is when they get to the postseason, game one, he's not going to put the lineup they used last night on the field. On he's, the field, yeah. He's going to sub the out. The lineup to score 21 He's going to sub out two or three guys because he thinks stopping a runner going first to third once every seven games is more important than the guy who can actually hit. Unbelievable. The, the center fielder he refuses to play that he finally played in center field yesterday hit a three-run home run, and he's a righty that crushes lefties, can't hit righties at all. He had a three-run home run off a righty yesterday, so it's a great day, but Dusty probably won't play him for a week now. Boy, you are not happy with no, this guy. They finally did it yesterday. scored 21 <laughs> runs. It can't be that hard to figure out. He's going to be stubborn and not do it. One of the things Who's his bench coach? Uh, somebody he doesn't listen to. I was going to say, because yeah. the bench coach usually has the, so, yeah, he has the ear of the manager yes. for the most part. So the number one guy on the bench is a guy named Joe Espada, who the Rangers just fired their manager, and he's one of the possible candidates to take the okay. Rangers job. Okay. However, I'm hopeful that Dusty Baker is gone after the season and the Astros hire this guy instead to be their manager in the future. When Dusty Baker had COVID like two weeks ago, he filled in, this guy filled in and when he would do press conferences and stuff, the media was asking him about some of the lineup decisions. And every time they asked him, he would say something to the effect of, well, Dusty's sending me the lineups. Like every time he'd be like, I didn't do that. <laughs> Dusty did that. It was great. And I was like, I like this guy. I want him to be the manager. Like make him the manager now and everything will probably be fine. One other Astros thing that I think is hilarious. Twice in the last week or so, Alex Bregman has been intentionally balked to third base, right? The Texas Rangers did it, yeah. and then the White Sox did it a couple of days ago. The Rangers manager, actually, when he got asked about it, came out and said, oh, he was given pitch location to the batter, right? He's like, we were pretty sure he was telling the hitter where the location was, so we balked him over to third base. Um, yesterday, Alex Bregman got a double. The White Sox had a mound meeting. They had guys come out of the dugout to talk to their pitcher, and then their pitcher just went out of the windup with Bregman on second. So he stole third, but that is now three times in a week that teams have been horrified that Alex that Bregman is standing on second base and giving, giving location. location. Yes. And Kyle Tucker got a hit anyways, and Alex Bregman scored. But I love that so much that anytime he gets on second base, the last two teams they've played have been petrified of Alex Bregman telling him, hey, it's going to be a low pitch. It's great. All right. Have you talked about the Dodgers reporter? 
Oh, okay. Talk about this guy. David Vesey. This, this nut job. This is one of the funniest things, but also kind of concerning. Um, Dodgers playing the Brewers. Brewers have a slide out in the outfield. Home right? run. Uh, the mascot goes down it when the Brewers hit a home run. I've seen before teams, uh, road team comes in and they have their reporter go slide down the slide yeah. and do a little video thing on it, right? The Dodgers did this and David Vesey, did he really break his arm? And ribs. And ribs. Like and that's, ribs. that's real. Yeah. He broke his arm he had a huge and cast six on. ribs. Yeah. So he goes down the slide and I don't know if he's never been down a slide before, but he gets to the end of the slide and he does nothing to stop himself. Just crashes He just goes into straight into the wall. Now it's a slightly padded wall, but straight into the wall and apparently breaks his arm and six ribs. But the funniest part of this is on the Dodgers broadcast. They have, you know, Joe Davis and uh, Oral Hershiser that are up there kind of like laughing Nomar about this time. No, sorry. Yeah, it was yeah. no more that are up there. And they're like, Joe Davis was like, I've never seen somebody so excited for something right. in my entire life. Right. And then they show it. He crashes into the wall and then they show David Vesey in his little spot by the dugout with cast a huge on cast. His arm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But also, and like, he shouldn't. He still did the post game interview too. Yeah, he no, he, he did. He worked up. So this was on. He, yeah. This was on Wednesday. He worked last night. He did the game again yeah. yesterday yeah. with six broken ribs yeah. and a broken and then arm. He said, uh, "He said when they get back to town, well, they're back by now. Obviously, they flew back last night. He was going to see the Dodger specialist about his arm. <laughs> did they? Did he slide down the slide again last night? No. <laughs> no. Do you no, think he'll ever did, do it again? The mascot did, I think, three times. McCutcheon went deep twice, and I think they had another <laughs> one. So I think the mascot got a lot of work in last night against the Dodgers. But also, like, if you have a wall that close to the end of the slide, put like something thick up there because there wasn't a whole but I don't lot know of pain. Anyone else got yeah, hurt? The mascot's been down right. this thing thousands of times, and what he's made, he's in a big costume. This what guy. made him go so fast? Because he slid really fast like, into I've, that wall. I've seen other people do it, like people, not mascots, and they're they're, they're fine. fine. Did you see what Justin Turner did? Did he go down the, the slide? Game? No, he went out before the game, and you know how you do police dryouts oh, on, on on people who yes. die. He did one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. Wait, did the, he get to go up near the slide and do it, or he did it? He went up. He actually took a picture. He was like on the. He was on. He, they, he was kneeling down, like laughing at it, like pointing at it. It was great. Like it's, he did the police dry out of the body, like crashing into the wall. Oh, it's and okay. The, the best part, well, the best part of the live shot during the game is David Vesey putting his arm up to say hi, like when they go to him and he says hi, and you see that he's wearing a cast. But like Joe Davis, the Dodgers play-by-play guy, I think he's great, right? I think he's one of the oh, better ones he's in baseball. Terrific. He like cannot keep it together during that 90 seconds. No. He can't. He can't. And it's phenomenal when people like break during a live broadcast. It, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. David Vesey going down this slide, breaking his arm and ribs. Joe Davis not being able to control himself. And then Vesey having his arm in a cast and waving to everybody. Which, by the way, another question. When Joe Davis is setting this story up and he's like, don't worry, everybody. He's okay. Yep. He is not okay. No. He broke his arm in six, six ribs. That's like the worst that could happen.
There it is. Obviously, in Justin Turner's it's Justin Turner's drawing, drawing, and then he <laughs> and then he wrote on the wall, "Holy crap!" Because <laughs> he said "Holy crap" like seventeen yes, times exactly. going down the slide. You're Justin Turner a lot of credit, and it was a day game, so he got there early to do that. That takes some that he takes some talent. Woke up early from the team hotel, yes, to get got all his the way own over there. Uber to the game early to go put that to go tape put up. that up. That's, that's, that's good. good. Good job by Justin Turner. <laughs> it's it's great. It's phenomenal. I I and again. How that guy is the only one that has like had a that's the thing you've never injury. heard. I've seen games where I've seen the mascot. You've seen other people go down it. You would expect yeah. you expect people who go to Milwaukee say, "Hey, I'd like to go down the slide" because the mascot goes down the slide. You've never heard. I've never heard of anyone who got hurt. <laughs> I mean, because you would hear about that, and like, like that'd be a story. Yeah, and like Danny said, you know, the wall. In hindsight, seeing it's this close. guy crash into it, you're like, maybe that is too close. But also, I, even if somebody hit the wall. There's still like six feet between the end of the slide and the wall. You'd be like six ribs. You'd be like, oh, it's not going to actually oh. do anything. Like, oh, he might his shoulder's going to be sore or something. But he broke I mean, his arm in six ribs. It just makes you cringe when you say not even the arm because he did crash into his arm, but the ribs. Can he breathe? Like he, he was, broke six ribs. He was broken uh, ribs. It's tough to breathe. Right. He said he he said last night on the when they went to him on the sideline. He said, you know, it's not even the broken arm and the ribs is going to be explaining to my wife. <laughs> I don't think he'll have because, to because it's all it's over the TV. internet. He goes, that's what I'm worried about most. All right. Coming up next, Q joins the show to talk some Raiders. You're listening to the Press Box Summer Edition. In studio with us, Q Myers. You can hear him over on Raider Nation Radio. Unnecessary roughness. Um, all right. Important question to start for you. Okay. Where is Darren Waller? Well, he's probably... Are the Aces practicing? <laughs> yes. They're doing, they might be doing their walkthrough for game two. Are the Aces practicing? He's probably at that practice. You know, I don't know. That's a great question. He's there at practice one day, and then the next day he's not. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are guesstimating where he's at. But honestly, I mean, Ed, Ed knows as, as we're out there every single day. Really don't have any idea. We were doing a walk, not walk through, but we crossed over through the indoor, and I thought maybe he'll be in the weight room. I didn't see him. No, but, I didn't see know. anybody in there. I didn't either. So, <laughs> so there's. I think Cleve Furl's been in there a couple times. He's almost the. Oh, the, he exists. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. exactly. I, I've been asking that if he exists. No, I, Man, I'll tell you. I, I, you know, people think I, I'm joking about him, but literally nobody is talking about him. He is literally forgotten. Yeah, I mean, straight a up forgotten man. Yeah, that kind of lets you know about you know how everything's going with Cleve. Okay, so Darren Waller misses uh, about two weeks or so, roughly. Um, Conceived or conceived, uh, supposed to be an injury, right. hamstring injury, yes, being reported. Yeah. He comes back for one practice and then he's gone again. Do you think there's anything to that? Because there was a lot of speculation that maybe it was contract related. That's why maybe he's holding in. Is there any way he comes back from the injury for one day and then decides, now nah, I'm going to hold in and not practice with the team until I get a new contract? I mean, I think that it's all open for speculation until we actually know, but I, I wouldn't blame anyone for thinking that there's something to that. I mean, he looked really good in. What I saw from practice, yeah, he right? He fine. didn't look like he, he had fine. any kind of injury, but uh, you know, it's being reported that it was a hamstring injury. And I know that uh, head coach Josh McDaniel said multiple times he's working his way back. Well, he was back one day, and then he wasn't back. Josh McDaniels told us he hasn't figured out the starters. We're guessing Devontae Adams will start. Uh, <laughs> right. What do you think when he said that, when he's like, well, I don't I don't know who the starters are. Is that just Josh McDaniels? I think it's just Josh McDaniels. I think that you're going to see a lot of guys. I think we're going to really learn a lot next week during the joint practices and right. not necessarily even during the right. game, right? I think, I think just leading up to the game on Friday next week against the Patriots, we'll see a lot at practice. Hopefully we'll see a lot at practice. I don't know how they plan on structuring well, it for us. I don't know where we're going to be. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like For us be. in particular, I mean, 
mean, I thought yesterday, I don't know about you, but I thought yesterday was fantastic. Yeah, well, there are no fans, so we got to sit right in the we middle of the right field. We were right on top of the well, defense, yes, like right great. on top of the defense. You're hearing all the coaching. You're hearing the players talk yep. to each other. Some of the players are talking uh, trash towards us, sending us a few messages like Max Crosby. Go right about that. Yeah. Go right about that. So I thought that was kind of cool. Max Crosby, who dominated practice. He just destroyed it. He, he was not. They, they should have kicked him, him out. So they can get some real work done. <laughs> they can't. You know, because he was, he just wrecked it. Even in drills up to this point, they yeah. can't block him. No, not at all. Which I don't know. I don't want to take anything away from Max, but is that a sign of the offensive <laughs> no, line as well? Yeah, I don't know if that's that, that goes hand in hand there. Right, exactly. But no, Max looks fantastic. He really does. On the offensive line, uh, Brandon Parker's hurt. Thayer Munford has missed, was it three straight practices? No, now? no, he left, no, he left. He left two days ago. Yeah, oh, two days off. ago. Right, yeah. So maybe he plays on Saturday, but if he doesn't, is there a chance that Alex Leatherwood sort of takes the right tackle job on Saturday in a preseason game? Yeah, I think by default, right? <laughs> I mean, I think out of, I don't want to say desperation because that sounds really bad, but it might almost be out of desperation. Maybe Jermaine Illuminor gets an opportunity. I feel like he's got a pretty good stranglehold on the swing tackle position. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if Alex Leatherwood, I think he'll tell you a lot about when Alex Leatherwood plays on Saturday what they think when about When he him. plays. Right, when he plays. Because, I mean, he didn't start the Vikings game to the second half. Right. Right, so that that kind of told me something. But then I'm thinking, okay, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're working other guys in. But if you don't have Thayer Mufford, which I'm assuming maybe they won't, uh, you probably won't have Brandon Parker. Who knows how long he's going to be out, if he's going to come back. If you all of a sudden see Alex Leatherwood come in in the second half of that game on Saturday, kind of tells you what you need to know. And I'll say this as a side note. We're talking about Max Crosby wrecking uh, the practice. Chandler Jones destroyed Leatherwood, I think, what, two days ago? Mm-hmm. And Leatherwood hasn't looked like he regained his confidence right. yet. He, he just he just doesn't. And that's one of those positions where if you're not confident, you're cooked. We had a lot of uh, a good quotes yesterday from Jermaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, who was really self-effacing, saying he just hasn't done enough in his career. Yep. So he was overweight. He was out of shape. He was lazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's interesting because – he was with McDaniel's for two years in, in New England. Right. And they, you know, he comes here. Um, isn't he the perfect example, though, of the clean slate? Yeah. Because they knew that he underachieved in New England. They knew all about him, and yet they still, you know, he still yep. comes here uh, for this kind of open competition. Uh, he, to me, is like the perfect example of that. Right. I mean, he had an opportunity last year to make some noise, and he didn't. You know, I mean, he, like you said, he underachieved in Baltimore, underachieved in New England, underachieved with the Raiders last season, and now he has another opportunity. And Mike, or, uh, Coach McDaniels could have been like, no, uh, we know we know what he's about, so we're not going to bring him in. But to, to bring him in lets them know that, okay, one, they believe he has the, the goods to get it done, and two, they feel like he's got the maturity. And the one thing I'll say that I've learned this training camp so far from the Raiders, especially with the offensive linemen, it looks like there's a lot of, I don't want to say projects that have figured it out, but, I mean, you look at Lester Cotton. He told us that, you know, when he was out of football, he had to get closer to God, get closer to his wife, figure it out, look at himself in the mirror. Then you've got uh, you got Illuminor just telling us what he told us yesterday, Thayer Munford talking about having mental uh, health issues, but he's trying to work his way through that. There's a lot of guys that are going through some things, right? But uh, it seems like they're coming out on the right side of it. Now they got to go make it happen on the field. But it seems like at least with their their body and their mind and, and who they are as people, it seems like they're they're doing really well. Have you seen any players throw up at practice? Um, no. Maybe they need Scott Frost there. Oh, so you saw you saw the tweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was it? Fifteen throw ups. Fifteen throw-ups? to twenty per day, according to Nebraska's head coach Scott Frost. 
just among his offensive linemen, just right. one position group. Yeah, that 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 can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be good, right? I mean, hey, that was back in the day. I remember throwing up a couple times of practices myself and thinking, oh man, I really worked hard. But if there's fifteen to twenty, it's like come that's on. That's basically all the offensive linemen right. every day. Well, and he also said it's not because they're out of shape. <laughs> Like then your offensive line coach is a complete nut job. Right, exactly. Yeah, at some point you got to call a timeout, coach. Hey, hey, coach. Yeah, exactly. Call a timeout, man. You got to re, got to, got to refigure this thing out. So two part question: Next week when they do their practices with the Patriots, yeah. how many days are they doing? Is it two? Two, two, two. yeah. Over under two and a half fights between the two days. Oh no, there'll be more. I was gonna say they yeah. fought the Panthers like right. Every yeah, second they, that spilled into the crowd. Yeah. Someone in the yeah. crowd got hurt. Right. Yeah. That's that's what you can't have. But no, I think that there'll be something. And you, the reason I think this, and I'm not you know saying that the Raiders are going to come in there with a little bit of extra edge, but I think I mean everyone knows what's going on. They've seen it. You know, they've seen what's going on with the Panthers and and Patriots. They're not. They're they're thinking to themselves. At least I know I would be thinking they're not coming in in this building and trying to punk me. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I'm already walking out to practice with a little edge. <laughs> who who who's got this? You know who's right. got yeah. next? Who's right. got next? Plus, I'm already coming in fired up. Plus they're not used to the heat, so they're going to be right. That's going to play that a huge part. factor. Yep. Real quick question: Are you surprised Danny came with an odd uh, odds in the question with a two and a half? Danny Have you is been listening Danny to is this guy. Danny degenerate. is an absolute degenerate. degenerate. He's got I'm odds really on everything. I bet unreal. you got odds on what time you're going to wake up in the morning uh no because uh, i'm pretty <laughs> consistent what are you hesitant answering that question right for? no i'm pretty consistent i know you're a pretty consistent gambler damn it <laughs> did you like the rams the, the rams bet on have the seven touchdowns have you heard this one i've i heard that i heard I he mean, had a whole list of them the other day oh, i i have a spreadsheet <laughs> that's how i track what i bet i have a spreadsheet and i mark if it's a win or a loss and daddy why don't you all let me hold your paycheck man let me, you know I'm, this is gonna be an investment in you man but, i'm gonna do something for you to help you but out i at least do it smart i only and everyone should do this i only gamble or bet with money that i'm okay with losing if i lose okay like i'm not out here betting two hundred dollars on you know, Kelsey Plum points and assists exactly. in the Aces game. I don't have the <laughs> kind of yet, funds. Not. Right, you haven't got there yet until man. you like, win the ball on Saturday and you're coming back for right. the next game. Like, oh, I and, better up the and bets then here. player one of the semi. It's a, it's game a gateway. The he's, he's on the gateway right now, right? I mean, he started things off slow, but when I heard that, what the Rams seven touchdowns in a game stuff. When I heard that, I almost crashed. No, I, I thought he was crashed. degenerate because I misunderstood the bet. I thought. And first, when I heard it on the uh, on the radio, I thought he meant the first team to score seven touchdowns in the season. But when I right, when, he said when, it in the game. When yeah, he said a game. game, I'm like, okay, this kid is completely lost. A- his and mind. it has to be the first team, right? Like, the Rams score seven touchdowns in week twelve, but somebody's already done it. He doesn't win the bet. That's right. hilarious. That's hilarious. first of all, I don't think anyone's going to score seven touchdowns in a game. But that's just me. We'll see. <laughs> But I sure don't think it's going to happen multiple times. I don't, I don't even know what, how you come up with that kind of bet. Like, I guess you, it, it's one of those that are like just fun to do because you hope <laughs> yeah. for excitement. You hope for fireworks. No, if I hope for money back. If I hope for fireworks, yeah. I'm going outside on the Fourth of July if I'm looking for <laughs> fireworks. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm doing. See, here's the thing: now every game you watch, unless the Rams are involved, you're going to be yep. mad if a team is like, "Oh, they got four touchdowns at halftime." No, because you're going to be like, "Uh oh." No, because the like I do this. I made the bet knowing that it's very hard to score seven touchdowns, but I did it as like a fun bet because like like I said, the the teams above <laughs> them, they don't have a a big enough payout for me to like want to. You do needed it. you needed the fifteen to one on the Rams. Yeah, because like like I said, Bills and Chiefs I think are like five and six to one. 
And then the Raiders are 10 to 1, and somebody else is 10 to 1. This guy looks like a clean cut guy right now, right? You give him about week eight into the regular season, he's going to come in here looking like Jared, man. He's going to have like a $2 $2 jersey on. You know, I got this on eBay for two bucks. The hair's going to be long. He's going to be hanging over here with Wallace. You know, he's got the fear of the fro over there. This dude, man. Jared's going to come in here and be like, Danny, you need help, dude. It's good times. (laughs) I've already started. I've already started placing my futures on NHL season. Oh, it's good times. It's August 19th. I know. The Golden Knights might have seven more injuries before the season oh, starts. Oh, none of them are on the Golden oh, okay. Knights. Oh, right. well, he's, he's That's good. betting smart. That makes it yeah. <laughs> that makes it legit. Well, none of them are on the market, the home market team. <laughs> All right. Uh, Q Myers, it's Unnecessary Roughness over on Radio Nation Radio. What show are you doing? You're doing a special show Saturday, correct? Yeah, Saturday uh, from noon to 2. We'll be at the Ahern Hotel, myself and DeMond. We're going to do a little pregame, pregame show. So uh, that should be a lot of fun and uh, lead you right into the pregame show with JT and Eric Allen, which leads you right into the game, which leads you into, well, almost the end of preseason. Because <laughs> that's starts. what you really care about. Yes. We'll see who starts. All, All right. right. Q, thank you Thanks, so much. Q. I appreciate, appreciate you guys, man. Take it's care. a nice studio y'all have. It is. Oh, yeah. It's very nice. All look, right. look, look at Wallace over there. <laughs> we got Ben Wallace very few, very few studios have Wallace in there. <laughs> All right. When we come back, I got a fun story for you guys. Just let the players police the game. That's what I miss about the game now is you look in the past and the players were the ones who policed the game. Not the damn umpires or the coaches or any of them. It was the players, and that is what the game has lost. This whole Tatis stuff, man, like, it almost enrages me because, you know, I worked my ass off for so much, so hard, and did it the right way, you know? And for me to see stuff like that, man, it just, man, it hurts me so bad. And, and like, I'll tell you right now, Matt, if I was pitching – Every single time I face that dude, I'm drilling him. I don't care if I'm bringing in a run and losing the game. Back to the Press Box Summer Edition. Who was that? That was Jonathan Papelbaum. Oh, God. Yeah, he wouldn't be uh, on a roster if that was his plan to drill <laughs> Tatis every he time he came to the He would give up a win just to hit yeah. Tatis. Yeah, he's a liar. His it's, uniform would have been taken from him yeah. before he hits the dugout. Yeah, no, he wouldn't. Uh, who and by the way, does like the rest of baseball care enough to hit a guy because he was taking PEDs? So yeah. wait, Papelbon wants this guy to not be suspended and he, just get drilled by pitchers. I guess he would rather pitchers send a message to a batter who's doping than have the league suspend him. Well, get in line, including pitchers. Well, yeah, he's also an idiot. Because if I was a batter and you told me, hey, you take PEDs and get caught, you're not going to get suspended. This one crazy lunatic in the bullpen is going to hit you. I'd be like, okay, guess what I'm taking? PEDs. Because my punishment (laughs) is I get on base. And I would say, okay, knowing that he's going to hit me, we'll see what happens. But I wouldn't charge the mound. Why not? I'd wear a whole bunch of body armor, get plunked. (laughs) More so than they already do. Yeah. Walk to first base. I'm on base. Yeah. Hell, the bases are loaded. We just won the game because this moron wanted to hit me. Yeah, but you know, if somebody threatens to hit a to hit a batter, if they hit the batter, benches are clearing, and it's going to be one Man. of those like old school I Yankees just tell my Red team Sox it's fine. balls. <laughs> I tell my team it's fine. I'm getting on I'll base. Take one for the team. Drive me in. That's what I would. Papelbon would probably try to come fight me. Is what the problem would be. <laughs> he'd That's run, true. He'd run at me while I'm walking to first base. It'd be great. All right. Ed, uh, Danny kind of knows about this, but I want you to tell me how dumb you think I am. (laughs) 
so I bought plane tickets, assuming the Astros are going to be in the World Series. Oh, you bought them? Yeah. Okay. So the world the the playoff schedule came out. We know when the World Series games will be, and I bought tickets for a Thursday in November that I would fly into Houston. Game six would be Friday. Game seven of the World Series would be Saturday, and I would fly home Sunday. Okay, why is that stupid? Because he's buying plane tickets for to yeah, but you can to... always reuse the tickets, right? That that's sort of the key there is that I can yeah. get a ref, I can get a Southwest credit on and a, them, and the and credit them now the I believe doesn't expire. Doesn't expire. Yeah, it used right. to be they expired in a year. So now he goes to Houston it. enough for games to where, or they go to San Diego, I think, for like vacation. Yeah, can, you can use right. it to fly anywhere. Yeah, right. Well, I told him the the smarter idea no, because Danny's he doesn't an idiot. he doesn't know when. The games are so instead of having to move them, if the Astros make the World Series, go for games five and six. That way, you're guaranteed a game as long as it goes five games no, it, instead he, of going six to seven, and then you have to shift it for four to five. See, Danny's an idiot. The potential issue is that a the Astros have to make the World Series, obviously, but the other part is I bought them assuming the Astros have home field in the World Series. Yeah. Whereas, like if they play the Dodgers right now, the they Dodgers wouldn't. would have home field and they'd have three, four, five in Houston, not six and seven. Danny wants me to somehow like buy tickets to go to Houston for Game Five, then spend a day in Houston when there's not a game, and then go to Game Six. But I'd only get to go to one of five. That's stupid. If the Astros have three, four, and five. I will just move the plane tickets. Also, now that you said the schedule, they do games six and seven on back-to-back days? Yes. Yeah. There's only off days when they travel in the World Series. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. You just watched the Nationals win six and seven on back-to-back days in Houston three years ago. Yeah, those those three years ago and the last two and a half years have been a blur. That's (laughs) right. They have sucked for a while. (laughs) <laughs> well, you came through last night, buddy, beating the Padres. Good oh, I you. know, and I'm, Good I'm, you. I'm especially happy about that because, again, Soto I know you guys are going to make loaded. fun of me because of Soto. No, um, I was especially oh, happy about that oh, because okay. there's a there's a professional better that I follow <laughs> on Twitter, or no, I don't even follow him. He just popped up on my timeline. Uh, he basically guaranteed that the Padres would destroy the Nationals yesterday. And I was like, okay. Just, you went the other way? I didn't I didn't bet it, but I'm happy that he lost his money. Because he, now you're rooting against people? Oh yeah. When you when you guarantee when you guarantee one like that, but I do have a bet on the Nationals. Although I do want the I want to see them win. I knew they were gonna be bad this year, so Oh yeah, you've told you went us. Under you got their number. Under yeah. And you're gonna Cruise like it's not even going to be. Close. Oh yeah, they have to. They have to win every game for the rest of the season. I think given his flights run uh, Southwest, I think he's fine. I don't yeah. think he's an idiot. And he also, fine. he also, the main reason why it came up is because he got a special deal oh, yeah, for yeah. those. The reason flights. I did, I got an email being like seventy nine dollar flights. Oh yeah, okay. So All I right. didn't do the se- the seventy nine dollar flights were at five forty five in the morning. So I did not. I got like a hundred and. $105 flights right. or something, whatever it was. Are you taking your fiance or are you going with your friend again? I'm going alone. Oh, I didn't see. I mean, friend. if my friend, my friend lives in Austin, if he wants to drive up, go for it. But I'm flying to my, my fiance has no interest in going to Houston for a world series game. Be a waste of money. Those, those tickets are expensive. 